The views and opinions expressed on Nerds and Beer are solely those of the hosts and guests who clearly know just enough to be dangerous. Please do not try this at home. I'm vengeance. I'm distracting you, you big turd blossom. Hey everybody, welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Nerds and Beer. We are here, ready to rock and roll. We got uh, McClunky. Yep, we got Nines joining us. Hello. We've got... Oh. We've got uh, my boy Joe on the other end of the mic as well. I, I wasn't sure like whether I should do my little... My little... Nerds and beer or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do it now. Three, two, one, go. I already did it. Nerds oh. and beer. <laughs> Oh, and I should, I, I feel obligated to say, uh, my life day partner, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it. Uh, are we supposed to refer to nines as the rock? Because that's what she's like <laughs> listed on the, the dial up here. You yep, can't her. see me right now, but I'm giving you the people's eyebrow. I'm going to give you the people's elbow. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so what's new, everybody? How's everybody been since our last episode? Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, I've been pretty good. Nothing uh, nothing too exciting. As we talked in the pregame, I played a lot of PlayStation today. That was the highlight of my day. And what were you playing? Uh, I was playing some Skyrim, actually. My favorite. See, and I remember maybe like a, maybe like two years ago, you told me I should play that game. It's it's a classic. It's I think Skyrim is creeping up on like fifteen years old, and it's still really good. Yeah, I've I've never played it, and, I'm, and I mean, I'm not a big fan of like you know the Lord of the Rings and that kind of stuff, but uh, I feel like that's that's kind of right up that alley. Yes, it is. So I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in any hurry to try it, but I do see it's like twenty bucks now. Yeah, it's it's good and it's it's cheap. It's a classic game. Yeah. So. Well, we've been, we've, uh, like I said, we played, uh, we picked up WWE 2K22 the other night. Which is an amazing game. We have that as well. Well, and that's what I said. Like, I haven't played a wrestling game since probably, like, your basement back when we were in high school, you know? Yeah, the old, the old, what was it, WCW versus NWO, like, league we had with, we had, like, 10 or 15 guys that all had different wrestlers. Yeah sweet yeah and it was like the old uh super nintendo game and mm -hmm. man i remember uh we used to do the the pay-per-view events so like sunday we would get together early and do like a tournament on the super nintendo and then watch the pay-per-view that night yes and there would be a fair amount of drinking involved i believe as well that is correct that is correct yes <laughs> so, but yeah so i saw the screenshots for this wwe game and i was like oh that looks pretty dope and we were talking you know before we started recording and stuff about some of the um, DLC and some of the characters that people make and stuff. And I saw, you know, uh, uh, Adam West Batman um, in the Royal Rumble. And I was like, hey, that's pretty, pretty sick looking. So, um, so we pulled the trigger and got it. And then we played a couple matches that night and um, just to get familiar with the controls. And then McClunky totally kicked my ass. Yeah. Buckets, yeah. Buckets has been playing a lot of that game. I've only played, um, I probably played like five or six times since I got it for her. Um, and it is a ton of fun, but she consistently kicks my ass. Yeah, it. it I mean, it, the gameplay itself is very smooth, and the controls are very easy to to navigate. But it's all about timing, and mm -hmm. my timing is way off. Yeah, buckets is really good at reversing any move. So, like, anytime I get any kind of momentum, she just like reverses it and kicks me in the face. <laughs> That's like what I did with you, Dad, when I like grabbed you and I just like. Yeah, our our match went on for a while. Yeah. It was going back and forth for a while. Now, now you were John Cena, and yeah. I was. You were some Canadian dude. Yeah, he had a beard. <laughs> he had a beard, and he his picture he had a green hat and a green jacket. That narrows it down. Was he a leprechaun? Zane <laughs> is, is, is oh, his name Zane. Sammy Zane is he's pretty funny. He's he's very good. He's a comedic. Uh, he play plays around a lot of different roles. He he isn't known like he's a good technical wrestler and yeah he's he's a he's a pretty good wrestler. Well, I you know and I 
I was looking at statistics when I was trying to pick my wrestler, and uh, the one thing that stood out the most with him was that uh, he had a beard. So <laughs> I think his current gimmick is he's like uh, a conspiracy theorist. So, <laughs> oh, so he'd fit in right along with uh, a lot of the U.S. people. Yes. He, <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, yeah so yeah so we got that and uh we were just talking like we need to plan on doing like a uh online uh match between you know you guys and us so yeah me and buckets should uh play against against you and mcclunky yeah one of these nights we'll have to set that up now this does lead me into a sad thing i did want to cover really quick um, oh yeah yeah and the news recently if you if you are a wrestling or entertainment fan um, longtime WWE, WCW, uh, NWO wrestler Scott Hall, who um, also went by the name Rezal Ramon, yep. uh, had a medical crisis and um, actually passed away at the age of 63 last week. So that's a, a big loss for the wrestling community. Um, Scott Hall was always <laughs> a really entertaining guy. He did a really good job, um, was part of the big WWE versus um, WCW Monday Night Wars years ago, so part probably part of the one of the most popular um, ages in wrestling. So uh, R.I.P. to Scott Hall. Yeah, uh, definitely rest in peace to him. Uh, and you know he's he's been through so much since his wrestling career too. Um, you know he battled addiction, and then he worked very hard with uh, you know his fellow wrestlers to that were helping to get him clean and stuff. And he inevitably did get clean and beat it, only to come to you know um a surgery that he had and he he couldn't pull through on that so very sad yeah it's really sad because like you said he did deal with you know serious serious alcohol and drug addiction um and then recently got himself clean with um the help of uh diamond dallas page if you're familiar with him he has a like a a a yoga ddp yoga it's called and he's actually helped a lot of um wrestlers and actors and stuff like that beat addiction and get through their struggles so it's sad that he got clean and then he was just having like hip replacement surgery to get himself right and complications of that are what killed him yeah crazy you never know yeah so here comes debbie downer (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh nines what do you think of that of the debbie downer yeah, what do you think of your uh, your dad singing there? It's pretty good, right? I think you should go on American Idol or The Voice. Now, nine usually usually when I do the Debbie Downer thing, we're singing it to your mom, and then you follow. That is but true. You ready? You want to try it again? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here comes Debbie Downer. Wah, wah. Hey guys, it's official. My cat has AIDS. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you got the line completely right, but it was still funny. Yeah, that's how it is, isn't it? No, but good what try. What is it? It's something like feline AIDS is a leading killer of domestic cats. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but my, my cat bad. has I'll AIDS. My research next time. <laughs> my cat has AIDS is just as sad. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You try. Oh. Hey, you sing the Debbie Downer part, and I'll do the sad part after. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Go. Fine. Here comes Debbie Downer. Wah, wah, wah. Well, it's official. I can't have children. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that one, so that's why I said it was a bad idea. <laughs> and then she looks at the camera and tries not to laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then laughs. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Too good. Too good. That is good. Yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff. So uh, should we jump into our first official topic here? Smell what the rock. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to me. Good job. One very serious thing oh. before we start the Batman movie talk. Okay. Yes. I, I feel like it is our weekly thing. We have to do our Joey Tomasi shout out. So do you have oh. a, oh. a a Ric Flair woo queued up for Joey? Uh let me get to it here. It's uh, it's just loading. I did have it, and, you, then, and then we were talking about the Rock, so I I queued up a different one. So. Well, I'm sure he'll appreciate the Rock stuff too. But you know, if it's for Joey, it's got to be a Ric Flair. Woo! All right, I think we're I think we're good here. So, hey, <laughs> that's for you, Joey. But also, again, I'll give another weekly shout out to uh, 
the the matriarch of the Tomasi family, Emily, who um, I think I mentioned last time how she was starting reading some Star Wars books. She just finished the first in the original Thrawn trilogy. She finished it the other day and she's starting the second book. So she's she's doing some work. Nice. That is. (laughs) Now, you said the Thrawn trilogy. You're talking the Legends. The original trilogy. The ones that are in Legends now. She's okay. Yeah. So, Heir to the Empire was book one. Yep. Yep. She just finished Heir to the Empire. So, she's like uh, getting to know Mara Jade and Talon Card and all those cast of characters. So, those are really good books. They are. Yeah. They were were, uh, some of the best Thrawn stories. Mm hmm. So and they've since uh, been releasing new ones, new trilogies now too of his. So that's what I to... told her. I said when she finishes that trilogy, I'm gonna loan her like the new, like the new Thrawn books. See if she likes those too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the newest one is actually a prequel trilogy. Oh. When he still was part of the uh, the Chiss ascendancy. Yes. So he he hadn't joined the Empire at that point yet. So that's that's pretty solid read too. I've uh, I've only gotten through book one of that. But I have now those are those are written by Timothy Zahn as well, correct? Correct, yes. Yep. So, so it brings a lot I, of the original Thrawn flavor to it. Yeah, I think it's really cool that they um you know that he keeps writing the story because Thrawn is actually, you know, his creation. That's mm-hmm. his character. Mm-hmm. So he's gotta be pretty stoked that uh, there's so much hype behind that character now, especially with uh, you know, him being portrayed in Rebels and now, you know, talk of possibly seeing him live action. So that's gotta be kind of cool. Well, I know you and I have talked a lot, you know, just off off recording about our hope that Thrawn will be the next big bad that will kind of be brought to the live action Star Wars. So we have a lot of hope for Thrawn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, it is really cool to, you know, grow up with these characters and, you know, read about them in books. And now we're actually starting to see them in live action or, you know, just on, you know, animated series, too. But for Timothy Zahn. Um, it's got to be kind of uh, a mixture of emotions for him because it's his character, but at the same time, like Disney has the rights to him now. So a lot of the stuff Timothy Zahn doesn't even, you know, know what's happening with it. Right, 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 right. So, right. but it's still cool nonetheless. So, all right. Well, yeah, uh, we can jump right into some Batman talk if you want. Yeah, I believe you and McClunky have actually seen the. Oh, we lost the rock. Uh oh. I'll send her an invite, try to get her back on. But in the meantime, um, you guys actually have been lucky enough to see the new Batman movie, have you not? Yeah, so we, uh, when tickets went on sale, we purchased them because we were super excited for this movie. (laughs) You purchased tickets as opposed to sneaking into the theater. Well, you know, I mean, we pre-ordered them. Okay. Yeah. So we pre-ordered and, uh, yeah, and then the night was upon us and I got us extreme theater tickets. And we went to the 710, and I was like, this is going to be a great time to go. And so we went before the movie, and we kind of went around to our normal stops and, you know, checked for collectible stocks and um, just see what was out in the area. And then we stopped, and we had dinner, and we went to this movie. Now, the movie itself was great, in my opinion. It was a horrible decision to go have dinner before we went to sit in this movie because it's three hours long. Oh, no. <laughs> so by the time it was getting close to like the last 30 minutes, my eyes started to get real heavy because I was full and I was starting to get really tired. <laughs> oh, I thought that's better than I thought. I thought you were maybe going to say you got the poops. No, no, no. I did. Brody did, he said. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it was, I mean, what time did we leave the theater? It was like. It was like 11 o'clock. Yeah, it was like 11. It was it was late night. So, um, but don't let that ruin, you know, don't let that runtime scare you away or anything. It's, uh, I thought it was a fairly quick three hours up until, well, I guess a fairly quick two and a half hours. And then all of a sudden it seemed like, okay, like I'm, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's because I'm old. Uh, let's oh. take a, a small moment to realize that Nines is back, but um, she signed in as Chris Jericho this time. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, I'm did back. You, you have to do a Chris Jericho quote now. You just made the list. That's good. <laughs> uh, Only a matter nice. of time before my phone glitches again and I'm gone, so... We'll enjoy you while you're here. So okay. So the two- it's like it's like we're waiting for Thanos to snap his fingers yeah. and oh, Chris Jericho goes oh. away. I am inevitable. <laughs> I am Iron Man. I am uh, Chris Jericho. 
So you say the two and a half, the first two and a half hours goes by really quick. Do you think the last half hour, like the movie was just a little too long or was it just because you had eaten before? Well, you know, I think it was the, the mixture of the time that we went to the movie. And yes, the fact that I ate like a ton of food before we went to it. So that was a bad decision. But I feel like if we had gone at like three o'clock in the afternoon, it would have been decent. You know, it would have been fine. Um, but with that being said, it is a three hour movie. But like I even told McClunky, like the last probably 30 minutes, I won't say like what happens or anything. But I, I had mixed feelings on it. I get why they did it, but um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. So I feel like yeah. they could have made some adjustments to the storyline itself. But overall, this movie is very dark. Um, Pattinson's bat costume has been now praised as like the best bat costume that we've seen in modern times. Um, Paul Dano as the Riddler completely nailed it. He was creepy AF. Um, creepy af yeah isn't that what the kids say yeah exactly is that, is that what they say up up where you're at there yep yeah cool you got it i'm a cool guy <laughs> i'm a cool guy <laughs> um, you're the but, bad guy yeah no not billy eilish billy eyelash what wait Justice i thought that Beaver? was I, I thought that was another uh another razor ramon quote there Ooh, the bad could... guy the bad hey, yo <laughs> So, yeah, it was uh, the movie itself was very much tailored as a thriller. And what I really liked about this movie is that they focus more on the detective side of Batman as opposed to just the like super rich uh, action side of it. Yeah. So it's very much like a like a thriller movie, in my opinion. So <laughs> if you if you really like Batman, I think you'll enjoy it. Now, I don't like we talked about we don't want to give any spoilers out, but um, I do have a couple questions um i don't know if you're comfortable answering them or not but yeah um, yeah i will answer you can ask me anything i'm an open book (laughs) (laughs) um the first one i have is do you think or do they leave it open enough that this batman will have another movie like will robert pattinson be featured again as batman uh, my personal opinion is yes. I think you will at least get a trilogy out of uh, Pattinson. I think I think he will get a trilogy. As in terms of them with this movie, uh, I will say that it's it, it's left open for your interpretation. Okay. Basically, basically when it ends, what you what you take away from it is is what you're going to think. You know, if as they're going to move forward or not. So they kind of left it that way. I think that you could interpret it which way you want. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, I think you kind of probably kind of answered that question already. Does this movie fit into the DC? I don't know what they're calling it. The DCEU or the DCU or what, what are they calling it? Does this, does this movie fit into anything that we've seen already? No, no. So it's a kind of like a standalone universe. Yeah. And I, what did you say McClunky about, did they are they saying that it's like part like he's a Batman on Earth two or yeah, something like that? Because like there's so many different Earths, right? Like there is the multiverse yeah. and then the MCU. Uh huh. Well, with the Flash, there's different Earths. You know that Flash can jump from Earth to Earth, and mm-hmm. um, it's the same variant of these characters, but on different Earths, they have different stories and they look different, things like that. So okay, that's that's kind of what they're saying right now is that this is the Batman on Earth two. So whatever happens in his story is specific for Earth two, whether okay. or not. He'll cross over into any DCEU uh, storylines as as yet to be seen. But, um, you know, I've heard a lot of people saying, uh, you know, this movie's been out since what, March 4th. So not even a full month yet. And there's already tons of people going, you know, one of the ones was uh, Nicolas Cage saying he wanted to play a villain in the second (laughs) second movie. If they do it, you know, he wants to play Egghead or whatever. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Egghead. Um, So a lot of people are already like, you know, starting that, like, let's start with the second movie and let's do this and let's do that. And um, I've heard Deathstroke mentioned as a possible villain for a second movie if they do it. And it's like kind of like let, let the hype of this one die down a little bit before we start talking about the next one. You know, has Nick Cage said he wants to play his character that he played in Kick-Ass? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny, though. Uh, um, 
So not to not to jump too fast through it, but um, I'm guessing you guys are both overly, you know, pretty positive about this play. Okay. Yeah, McClunky is giving two thumbs up right now. Yeah. So some of the early reviews that I read about it, um, one of the ones that really stuck out to me was that uh, critic had said that this was the best comic book movie to date, um, which I don't agree with. I, I think it's probably the best Batman we've had to date, but in terms of best comic book movie, I don't, I don't think that's an accurate statement. So that's a pretty big though. Like just what you said there to me is pretty telling on how good it is though, because to me, I, again, I haven't seen this movie. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Christian Bale Batmans. So for you to put it in front of those three movies, to me, that says, you know, whether it's the best comic book movie ever or not, you know, that's up to everybody's opinion. But the fact that you're rating it up there alongside those means it's pretty damn good. Yeah. And I thought, it, I think there was a couple factors of why I say that. And one of the ones is you've got, you know, the, the Riddler who's the villain and um, Paul Dano does, like I said, he does a really good job of making this character creepy who in the comics and um, you know, back with Jim Carrey and Batman forever made it very much like a, like a joke of a villain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he, they, he was lighthearted. I mean, he was trying to be menacing and stuff, but he just wasn't really there. He was more of a jokester than anything. Right. Um, and so Paul Dano did a really good job of making him almost like a serial killer and just creeping, making him creepy. And, and Paul Dano's Riddler has now been compared to Heath Ledger's Joker. Like they're two of these really dark villains now in the Batman universe that, I, th- I think are very well done now. Um, so I, I really like that aspect of it. I like that they tailored this movie more dark for, um, you know, more of the older, like the adults and older kids, mm. I guess, because, you know, they toted that fine line between that R rating, but then inevitably went back to PG 13 for it. So it's, it's bordering R. Um, like I said, it's very dark, but, just the, the big thing was that whole detective aspect of it. I, I really liked. Um, so, and, and this takes place, this takes place like, you know, when it starts, he's already established as Batman. So you don't see any of the backstory, which mm-hmm. I'm not giving anything away here. It just jumps right into the story, mm-hmm. which I also like, cause everybody knows that, you know, his parents died and got murdered mm-hmm. and that's how he became Batman and stuff. So they skip all that. And this picks up like year two Batman. So kind of like, kind of like in the most recent Spider-Man, like they skip the origin story because we've all seen it done so many times. It doesn't need to be retold. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So this one, he's got, you know, you go into the Batcave and you can see some of the, the tech like sitting there or being created and stuff like that. But he's very like rugged, like he doesn't have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. which I, I really liked. I think to me, and again, not I'm a, I'm a Marvel guy, not a DC guy, but I think to me and I think to a lot of people, the appeal of Batman or Batman when he works best or Batman when the idea of him works best is when he's more grounded. Like you talked about how it's it's more of the detective angle as opposed to a superhero story. And I think Batman Batman at his best is like that, where it's dark and gritty and it's more grounded you know, it's still a comic book movie, so it's not grounded in reality, but it's more reality than, say, you know, your typical superhero movie. And I think that's when Batman works best is when he's, you know, like that, like gritty and more more real. Yeah. And I feel like uh, and I think Matt Reeves even made comment of that, that he wanted to make this movie more realistic to the point that when you watch it, you could say, okay, somebody could really do this in today's mm-hmm. day and time, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, with the, you know, you minus, you know, him getting shot in the chest with a shotgun and being mm-hmm. completely fine, you know, that aspect yeah. of it. But, but they very much make it very somewhat realistic that, that you could see this happening in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. If I had to rate it out of 10, I would probably give it a solid, would I say, 8.5? About an 8.5. What do you think, McClunky? What do you give it? All right. Uh, all right. I'd give it like a nine. I thought uh, there was. Oh, I'd give it like a nine, probably. Okay. Like, it was really good. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so you recommend if you haven't seen it, what are you doing with your life? You need to get out and see it. Yeah. Like I would compare it to like Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. Like it was, it was really good. See, and I, I get like from the standpoint of that, like you could say, yes, it was really good. Like No Way Home. But to me, No Way Home was a very smooth watch. Like it was very enjoyable. And watching the Batman, it was, I'm not saying it wasn't enjoyable. It was very enjoyable, but it was a different kind of enjoyment because there was more suspense to it. Mm -hmm. Different kind of movie. Yeah. 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 But both of them extremely well done. So. But yeah, if you if you go into the Batman thinking that you're going to get like a similar experience to No Way Home, that's not the case. No, <laughs> no, it's not. I don't think I don't even think there was one part in the Batman where I laughed. Uh, See, I don't even remember any that that were like toting like that comedy line. Now, I know the the bad guys in this movie are the Riddler and the Penguin, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Now, is there any hint at the Joker in this movie at all? No, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> is there McClungy. any hint? Is there any hint of Danny DeVito in a fish costume? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. No. It it was good. And Colin Farrell, man, as the Penguin was was ridiculous. It didn't even look like him. Dude, That's it cool. Was so good though. Yeah. So and then. Um, they are actually doing a spinoff series for the Penguin on HBO Max with Colin Farrell. Nice from this. So, and then Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. She did a good job. Um, very much was a year one. John John Totoro was in it. Yeah. Hmm. So he plays crime boss Carmen Fal- Falcone, right? Yeah. Falcone. Yeah. So yeah, it was there was a ton of people in it, and it was really good. So if you haven't watched it yet. Go watch it. Get right with your life. And if you don't have the opportunity to get to theater to watch it, if you've got HBO Max, the Batman will be on there April 19th. Nice. Nice. Yes. So not too much. See, that's good for people like me who live in a shitty town that doesn't have a theater. That's crazy to me that you guys still don't have one. Yeah. And the closest one, Mackinac City, like it's closed for the season. It won't open back up till the spring. So like, but maybe around april i can get to the movies (laughs) but there is good news i see on the horizon for the border what is that uh they're saying april 1st you no longer need a uh, 72 hour covid test prior to crossing you just need your vaccination card so nice 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 yeah so although i'll believe it i'll believe it (laughs) that is good news yeah yep of course so um yeah so definitely check it out if you haven't and uh you you heard our reviews on it, so hopefully you well, Thank you, it. gentlemen, for the review. It was very good, and it made me want to see it even more than I did already. Well, there you go. You should just come down here and see it. I would love to. <laughs> okay, so let's end this, and you'll just drive down I'm here I'm getting right in now. the car right now. <laughs> yes! Uh, now, Chris... before we, before we uh, end our first segment, um, I did want to talk really quick about... Uh, there's been so much good stuff coming out lately. We've had a lot of trailers for upcoming marvel things i know we had a trailer another trailer for moon knight we had a trailer for miss marvel that looks pretty cool but i would be remiss if i didn't talk about the big trailer that we've been waiting for forever um we finally got a trailer teaser trailer i think they called it for kenobi yeah and it was so much more than i feel in a teaser yeah there was so much in that you know i watched it of course i was going to watch it a million times anyway but um, I think it built the anticipation that we already had even more. Um, it showed us, um, well, uh, we'll cut to you guys. What What was your favorite thing that you saw in the teaser trailer? Oh, man. Oh, McClunky, go at it. Uh, I thought it was all pretty good. I really liked seeing, uh, um, I'm trying to remember right now. I really liked seeing uh, Obi-Wan again. I thought that was awesome. It was cool seeing Obi-Wan. I think it was really cool seeing young Luke, like even just a a glimpse at young Luke Skywalker. That was kind of cool and showing that, you know, whether it takes him away from Tatooine, which we're pretty sure it will take him away, but that Obi-Wan's priority at the start, at least, was still just watching over Luke. Yeah, I you know, one of the biggest things that I took away from that trailer and still like gives me goosebumps when I watch it is uh, the um, 
the overall scenes that they're showing, but having it tied to John Williams music. That's, that's a big thing. Oh, that. And then, and then having even um, like the duel of fates music playing, like just very nostalgic and just gives me goosebumps watching it. Well, I think that's what, when, um, I mean, nines is, is disconnected right now, so she can't comment. But one of the first things her and I noticed is that it opens up to duel of the fates and it's like, Oh, that is friggin' dope. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just from beginning to end. I, it was one of the best, I think trailers I've seen in a, in a while. So, and like you said, him watching over and, you know, seeing young Luke on top of the, uh, the hut there or whatever that they live in and, you know, pretending he's on a pod racer, it looked like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's really cool. And then, you know, going further into the trailer and getting to see the grand inquisitor for the first time live action. Yeah. That was my next point is how do you feel like, obviously we're going to get um, Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, as the primary enemy. And, you know, they're hinting at the fact we're going to get a big, you know, another Obi-Wan and Vader duel. But how do you feel about the Inquisitors being um, probably the the bigger on-screen villain? Like, we'll probably get Vader, but we're not going to get as much on-screen as we will in the Inquisitors. What do you think about them being the, the primary foil to Obi-Wan? I think it's really cool to see them come from, you know, the animation to live action. Um, me and McClunky were talking earlier today because we keep circling back in some of our conversations to, you know, what what the fan base is writing online and uh, what other, you know, podcaster uh, people that watch the stuff review it, you know, say, but one of the big things was the inquisitor's head. Um, You know, they made it a little bit more round and more robust, I think, than what the animated shows made it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a lot of people that are unhappy about that. You know, like McClunky said in revenge of the Sith, we see his, you know, their, their uh, species and they made them with the very thin heads Mm. Yeah. So there was a little bit of confusion on that. Now I wouldn't be surprised at all if when this series comes out, if they've changed that, if they've updated that before it's actually released because of the criticism that the fans are giving it because of that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that we didn't get a huge long look at them in the trailer. That could have just been like the camera angle that was at as well. Like, you know, de- depending on how that was shot, you know, their their normal appearance may not be quite that balloony. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be. I, I don't know. I mean, I am super stoked to see them on, on the screen, though, like in live action. So, I, I mean, I if they don't change the head, yeah. it is what it is. I'm not going to be upset about it, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I, it, that's just my opinion, but. Yeah. I'm excited know. just to see them, see them in live action. You know, we got to see them a lot in Rebels you know, as a cartoon, but getting to see them, you know, as a, as a real, you know, a real thing is going to be cool. Now, do you think, obviously they're hunting someone, um, what kind of other Jedi do you think we're going to get to see? Cause I think obviously they're, they're, something's going to have to bring Obi-Wan out of, you know, out of the shadows, like some big bad thing that has to be going on that, he has to come out to get involved in what other Jedi are we going to get to see? Is it going to be somebody we know? Is it going to be somebody new? I feel like it's going to be like a lot of what we got with like the old legend stuff where uh, he goes out of hiding because they're hunting another Jedi Padawan Mm -hmm. and he tries to go in and maybe like help him. But you don't know who that Jedi Jedi Padawan would be. Right. Yeah. So obviously it's, it's not, I know we talked a little bit. It's not, it wouldn't be Kanan Jarrus because Kanan didn't get to meet Obi-Wan at all. Did he until? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I and I like don't, it's going to be original character. Yeah. It, it very well could be, I think maybe somebody or they'll, they'll tie it to another Jedi master that it was, you know, somebody's Padawan who Obi-Wan knows got, you know, taken out by order 66 or something. Right. I could see you do something like that. Now. I mean, I'm, I'm keep going. I don't think it would be Cal. Do you? No, 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 no. I I just really want a Cal Kestis live action. I think that we'll get that, but I don't think they'll use it in this context. I think they'll save that for something bigger or something where he can be the focus of the story. Like, I don't think they'd bring Cal in just for a quick cameo. I think they'd save it for a bigger story. 
That's a good point. Now, so, I hope well, that we get some Ahsoka, but I think I think you and I talked previous that if we get Ahsoka, it'd be more probably of just a flashback, right? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, because she doesn't know that Obi-Wan's alive by, like, Rebels' time. Correct. Yeah, so I I don't know. I I'm really hoping that we actually get quite a few flashbacks in the series of mm-hmm. Anakin and Obi-Wan, like during the Clone Wars or, you know, something like that. Oh, yeah. you, know what I'm, you know what I'm hoping for? What's that? More than anything. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm hoping for, but something out of the blue that I hope we get is a weird cameo with the Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> that would be would, pretty funny. Oh, you know because, what? I mean, Obi-Wan interacted with the clones a ton during the Clone Wars. Um, and he met the Bad Batch, so like I would love to see him and Wrecker interact like live action. I do think we're gonna get a Captain Rex cameo. See, and I think I think along the same lines, but I don't think it's gonna be a Rex. I think you're gonna see a flashback cameo with Cody. Oh yeah, because uh, I was about to say is remember this uh, the one of the final shots of the trailer with the Grand Inquisitor like turning on the red lightsaber and yeah, he's yeah. like going up to the dude. Like some some dude, but we don't see who it is that he's going up to. Yeah. Uh, pairing shots from like the book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian season two, and that's the person that it looks like he's going up to looks like Tamara Morrison. So I wonder if there we're was get Rex or Cody. Or yeah, there like was that. there was some uh, like uh, photos from on set, and the person had like a like a tunic, like a mask covering their whole face mm-hmm. because the area and stuff and and the body style and fans were like is that who i think it is so there was a lot of people thinking that it was tamara morrison on the well i mean of... that would make so much sense and they could use him literally he could be any one of a thousand different roles you know he could be any clone he could be rex he could be cody he could be right, a right. bad batcher he could be anything um and you know when they were shooting obi-wan was the same time they were shooting you know book of boba so <laughs> it's it's completely believable that he'll be in there somewhere. somewhere. As, yeah, I kind of hope we get more Cody, though. I yeah, think I kind of want him to be Cody. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be pretty sweet. I mean, you could, like Joe said, you could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other cameo that I want that I haven't gotten yet is is Hondo Anaka. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a big Hondo fan. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I like all the weirdos. <laughs> so your takeaway from the trailer do you have one moment that stood out the most for you other than like the music part uh the the young luke moment is the one that jumped out like oh that's just friggin' cool like even if i don't think we're gonna get a ton of luke at all like we may not even talk to him but um the fact that we got to see uncle owen and they showed luke from a distance i think is pretty pretty dope yeah that is pretty sweet yeah yeah, I'm pretty stoked for it though. It looks it looks awesome, you know. And then the the trailer wraps up, and you can hear Vader breathing and stuff. Too, yeah, and I'm just like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome. So May 25th is it? Yes, yes, we're getting a ton of good stuff coming up, man. Moon yeah, series and lions and tigers and bears. Yeah, Moon Knight's only what like eight days away or nine yeah, days Moon away. Yeah, Moon Knight's super soon. Like uh, Multiverse of Madness isn't even that far off. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And then we've got all the. Uh, the Marvel content from Netflix, which now jumped to Disney Plus. Yes. Oh my God. There's so much good stuff. New trailer for Miss Marvel too. So we're gonna jump into like Marvel and like X Men talk and stuff like that in the next set uh, segment. But leading into that, um, just to go back to the Netflix series that are now on Disney Plus, um, I was talking to a longtime listener of Nerds and Beer, a uh, friend of the show, Takuma. 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 Uh, we were talking about it the other day, and he'd asked me, "Do you think that? Do you think, in your opinion, Joe, um, that the Netflix series that Disney's going to just pick up where those leave off, or are they just going to like do a reboot on them? Uh, and, we, and we just get those as like pure entertainment those those uh, seasons." I think it's going to be left ambiguous. I think they're they're not going to come out and wipe them out, but they're not going to come out and say, hey, these are all canon. Um, I think that moving forward, the daredevil that we get, obviously, is Charlie Cox. I think they're not going to go back and retell an origin story. Um, they're just going to kind of use the, the Netflix series as a, 
hey, this is what happened. We're taking off from here. But it, 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 it's not going to tie enough into it that they're going to say it's canon. But do, I, do you think we know that Charlie Cox is going to be the daredevil? Do you think that the Jessica Jones is the Jessica Jones of the MCU? The Luke Cage is going to be the Luke Cage and, you know, the Iron Fist is going to be the Iron Fist for the MCU? Um, the Iron Fist is probably going to be the toughest one. Um, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, I, I honestly don't know if they're going to use those characters again or again soon enough that it'll matter. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're going to get Daredevil sooner than anybody else. Um, the, the Iron Fist will be the interesting one just because it can be tied into Shang-Chi so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's, it's going to be odd because Iron Fist was probably the worst received like I liked Iron Fist, but it was probably the the poorest received of the shows. Right, um, and it's probably like if you had one that you were going to totally wipe out, it would probably be that one. But it's also the one that has an easy tie into everything, so it, that'll be the one that that says yay or nay as far as the others. Mm. I do hope we get uh, John Berthall as the the Punisher still. Yeah, yeah, I did was, like his take. He on did that, such so. a good job. Even yeah. though I'm, I'm currently watching The Walking Dead, and his character on Walking Dead is he's such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and with these shows being on Disney Plus now, they had to change the parental locks for the the um, app so that the younger generations couldn't watch these because they're rated R. Oh yeah. So we we were also talking uh, me and Takuma about. Um, we th- we feel, and I don't know if you agree with this, but with them putting these shows on that app and they're very much R-rated, that Disney and the MCU are going to start making a push for that R-rating, I think, with some of the MCU stuff. Um, I think it shows that they're not scared to do it. You know, it, it gives us hope that the next Deadpool will be, you know, the same Deadpool as we've seen in the first two. Um, I don't think that MCU content as a whole is headed down the R rating, but it shows that when it's needed, they're not scared to do it. Yep. So that'll be, I think that'll be pretty exciting times. Now to, to close this segment before we take our brief break, um, just because I mentioned the walking dead, um, I just have to say this for nine. So, so nines, this is for you. All my homies hate Shane. (laughs) (laughs) If you get it, you get it. If you don't. Uh, Yeah. I, that one just went over my head. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, well, we'll uh, wrap up segment one here. We want to thank everybody for listening so far and uh, stick with us. We'll be right back after these uh, sound bites. Bye-bye. What What would you say you do here? Well, look, I already told you. I deal with the goddamn customers so the engineers don't have to. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you people? It's not just a signal. It's a warning. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Nerds and Beer. We want to thank you for uh, sticking with us for this episode. Again, uh, segment two here. We're still joined by uh, the very handsome and devilish McClunky. Hola, senor. And then we've got the witty and charming Joe. McClunky, did you ever finish your bagel? I did. It was delicious. Thank you. <laughs> that was disturbing. <laughs> it was. The fact that he made direct eye contact with me when he said Ooh. it. <laughs> it made it even creepier. It, it was a little unnerving. <laughs> oh, all right. As we continue on this journey here. Oh. We're back. Uh, segment two now. Joe, I believe you had some talk about X-Men and yes, yes, that yes. you wanted to get into. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so, we'll rip uh, into that really quick. But before we do, yes. we do have to have the quick drum roll for our for our like and share contest for our last episode. Uh, Cash, I believe you have the winner. Like, yes. Dig it out all these papers here. Do you hear the papers? Yep, yep. So as uh, we talked uh, in, in the break here, the uh, drawing for this uh, last prize that we were giving away, the winner was none other than James Didion. James! Yes, yes. So congratulations to James. Now, 
we we are going to reach out to James and confirm with him what his prize is going to be. Mm-hmm. But I do believe we still have another uh, prize coming up here, don't we, Joe? We do have another prize coming up, and and it uh, is one that should be near and dear to many of our hearts with all the lovely content it has, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and all this good stuff. Um, I, are, are we going to give away a, a three-month membership to to Disney Plus? Are we going to do that? I think we should. With so many uh, great shows on the horizon and a ton of content already released, mm-hmm. it seems like we'd be crazy not to give it away. So, if you want your name, now we've had two giveaways now. James was the, the winner of one, um, the, the most recent one. And then I, I believe Sarah was the winner of our first contest that won an Echo Dot, correct? Correct, correct, yes. So if you want to be entered for this next contest for a three-month subscription to Disney+, Plus, um, you just need to like our page, which a lot of you already have done, mm-hmm. and then share the post for this episode of the podcast. Share it with your friends on Facebook. Yep. So, And then when you share it, your name is automatically put in our drawing here, and then you could win three months free of Disney+. Plus. All right, now to jump right into our next topic, which I've been itching to get at for a while. Um, we all know the X-Men are coming soon to the MCU, like soon, soon. Um, we've already got a hint of Professor X in the Multiverse of Madness. We've seen him um, in the trailer, the the Patrick Stewart Professor X. You know, we know that that probably won't be the Professor X in the main MCU when, when they show up. But we're going to get the X-Men sooner rather than later. Now, question to both of you gentlemen. I hope you did your homework because I tipped you off on it. Yep, yep, we're ready. If if you had to pick an X-Men team, like the initial X-Men team to introduce into the MCU, because we know we're eventually going to get 100 different X-Men, mm-hmm. but the initial team, Cash, you go first. Who would be your team of X-Men? So I would, would I would probably keep it fairly small to introduce them. Just because you said, like you said, that we're going to have so much time and there's going to be so many different characters that are going to be rotating throughout the the time that we see them. So I would start probably fairly small. My number one would be Gambit. Okay, nice. So I would really like to see Gambit and see Gambit done right as opposed to what we got in Wolverine. Oh, yeah. You know, um, so I would like a, a real uh, take on Gambit. He was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I would also like to see... Um, I think I would like to see uh, Iceman again. Yeah, nice. I think Iceman would be up there. Um, I you know Wolverine is such a fan favorite, but I don't I don't think I'd want to see him in the initial team yet. Mm-hmm. So I would I would like to see a, uh, another Cyclops and mm-hmm. probably uh, an Archangel. I think that would be my my starting squad that I would like to see. Nice. Those are all very good choices, and uh, especially with the with with Gambit. You know, that's a character that was wildly popular when we were, you know, at our peak in the, the mid-90s in, in the comics, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one we've yet to see done right in in the movies. Now, when you say you say Archangel, you want the, the metal-winged angel? Yeah. Like from the comic with the death wings? Yeah, that's yeah. badass. Yeah, those are, that's, that's the one that I always really liked. Good choice. Now, the second quote, I don't know if you did this. This is, this is a heavy-duty one. But do you have any actors that you'd like to see play those characters? Off the top of my head, I don't really. I don't think. Um, I know, you know, there's a lot of talk for, you know, who the the new Wolverine will be if they're going to recast and stuff. But I tried to think of who I could see in those roles. And I just I really don't know yet who I'd who I'd like to see in them. Um, at one point, there was a lot of talk Um there was talk about re, um, well, reintroducing and bringing back Gambit mm-hmm. in some form, and I feel like at the time they were talking about like Channing Tatum or somebody like that playing him, and I was like, eh, I don't, that, no, that's yeah, hard bet, hard pass, pass for ass. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I just know I don't want that kid that played him in yeah. Wolverine Origins. So, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't really answer that. McClunky, now on to you, sir. All right. If you had to pick an, an initial X-Men team to introduce to the MCU, who would they be? So I'd probably go with Professor X. Um, I would say like Cyclops. I feel like Cyclops is almost a must. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beast. I, th- I feel like Beast would be awesome. Mm-hmm. 
because he's kind of like just like a character I feel like they could do stuff with. Um, I feel like we could use uh, – oh, I can't think of him off the top of my head. I feel like Gambit was another one that I was thinking too, and Rogue too was another one too. Yeah, Rogue would be a good one to tie with Gambit. Yeah. Yeah, those two together are, are kind of like a must or – or at least work really well together. At least in the comic, they had really good chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, they have a romance too, do they not? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 And then I was thinking maybe like Jean Grey too. Very nice. That's a good team. You're almost along the same lines as, as I am. So yeah. you're the, you're the super big like X Men fanatic, fanatic out of this group. So I'm, I'm curious, what would your initial team be? Yeah, you know, and it's it's almost blasphemous to say, like, as huge as I am in the MCU, like, I love everything they've done. The Avengers, Captain America, Spider-Man, Iron Man, like, everything they've done has been so good. But at heart, like, the root of my nerdness was the X-Men. Like, I was a huge X-Men fan, um, still am, and I just am chomping at the bit to see them brought into the MCU proper. So um, be- before we get into who you would like your core X-Men to be that they introduce, mm-hmm. costume-wise, do you have a variation of costume that, that you hope that they model for the live action? It's tough. <laughs> I, I really want to see something along the lines of the... And this will play into who I want to see with the initial team, too. Um, something very close to the original x-men costumes with just something super simple um whether you do it black or blue or or whatever the primary color um and then crossed with you know some kind of yellow x you know on the suit something something just pretty simple so even more like the 90s cartoon oh yeah yeah Yeah, i'm like the fully enclosed uh like cap like swim cap Cyclops. (laughs) Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, I actually yeah. am like the 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 scuba suit type Cyclops with yep. with more of the yellow across the chest, like the old school X Men, like from the original like sixties and seventies, okay. is what I'm looking for. And that jumps to like who I want for the team too. As as popular as like the nineties was so popular with X Men with you know, Rogue and, and Beast and Gambit and Wolverine. And, you know, everybody loves Wolverine and mm-hmm. Jubilee. And, you know, that team was really popular. Um, Colossus, those guys are really awesome. I, you know, for their initial run, I want to see, obviously, Professor X, you know, back leading the team. And then I hope they take them back to their roots and have, like, have them as a young teenage squad and have them build from there. So you can really have quite a few years of stories to tell, start this team when it was at the beginning with Cyclops and Jean gray beast angel and Iceman. Those were like, to me, those are like the original, the original five with professor X. Yeah. And I'd like, you know, I want Wolverine around in the MCU. I don't initially want him as part of the X-Men. Like I'd let, love to have him around and just have him, be on his own and tell Wolverine stories and then down the road have him become part of the X-Men. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool because that's kind of what happened with the comics too, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, for a little bit. He he appeared in some Hulk comics um, and floated around a, a little bit before he joined the X-Men. But um, I think if you start the X-Team young, like have them as teenagers, you know, Wolverine obviously is an older character. Um, you can have him do stuff on his own and establish him separately before you bring him in as part of, of the team. Right, right. Now, now question oh. question for both of you before I okay. give you my answer. Who would you want to play Professor X? Because to me, you've got the Patrick Stewart and you've got the James McAvoy, or you've got a new actor. What would you like to see? Um, probably a new actor. I don't know. I'd almost go if you're starting them younger, like you said. I would almost go with a a, a new actor, like almost a, a fairly new actor in general, mm-hmm. and that way you can you can build on that through the years still. Um, but I don't think I think you know Patrick Stewart is a is always going to be Professor X. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been Professor X for how many years now already? 
but I think, you know, as a cool nod to him, you know, you have him make a cameo somewhere or do something like that in the new movies or however they bring the X-Men in. But I, I feel like they should just start with a new actor. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you there with the Patrick Stewart thing. I think using him in Multiverse of Madness is the the perfect way to introduce the X-Men. Like it, it shows that the characters are grounded somewhere else and they've got a history. But mm-hmm. then when you actually bring them into the MCU, you know, have a different Professor X. But I'm I'm in the camp. The the one existing actor that I want to stay in their role is James McAvoy. To me, he's I, I want him as the Professor X in the MCU. And I mm-hmm. think he's young enough that you can like he's you know, what is he? Maybe 40s or early 40s now. Like you've got a long time to use him in stories still. Yeah. So McAvoy yeah. is the one guy I want back. Which he did a great job. Yeah, he did a really good job. He was really believable and, and brought a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of weight to the character, too. Now you're not worried about, um, like, the crossover of, like, you know, the... Or or would he be the same Professor X that we saw in the, uh, you know, the standing X-Men movie set? No, I'd want him. I, I'd want... That would be, I guess, a little bit of problem but I would want him to be, you know, a different, like the MCU version of Professor X, but I just want so, that actor playing him. Well, it could be done. I mean, you know, Loki talked about variants, so. Yeah, for sure. So it could easily be accessible. Now, um, a couple more things for you along these lines. If they do bring Wolverine in, are you hoping for the mask that everybody wants? Uh, yeah, depends on what mask you're talking. I want, I, I was always a brown, like the light brown and dark brown mask. But just that style with yes. like the eyes, the pointy eyes. Yes. Yep. See, and I think that they have to do that. Especially, you know, I get it. Hugh Jackman was, you know, Wolverine for how many years? But it drove me crazy that they shaped his hair to be like that. Yeah, the hair doesn't need to be pointy like that. Like that's <laughs> right. Yep. The hair would only be pointy like that if he's wearing a mask that, you know, his hair like gets molded up in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you, yeah, do you have I'm any hoping... references to play Wolverine? Anybody that you'd want to play Wolvie? I I don't know. You know, I see a lot of rumors that they're talking about Daniel Radcliffe, maybe. Yeah. Yo, yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that. Is it is there what? Oh, Ray is asking me who's Daniel Radcliffe and talks to play Wolverine. Oh. Yeah, I think it. that too. She does like it? I think she do you like that? She does like that, but she likes Harry Potter. Well, I mean, who doesn't like Harry Potter? Harry Potter's off. Awesome. Just wait till my father hears about this Potter. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a lot of rumors that, do you know, uh, Taron Edgerton, that actor from Kingsman? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're talking about Elton John. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of rumors that he's buffing up to play Wolverine. What do you think about that? I did see that rumor, too. And again, I'm indifferent to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard for me to visualize these actors as the character. Mm-hmm. So I guess unless I see like an actual test screening of them, like mm-hmm. trying out for it. I can't really buy into any of it. Now, my my pick for Wolverine, I actually have done a lot of research on different actors and people I want to see uh, play stuff. Have you watched the show The 100 at all? I have not. There's a character or a, a guy named Ricky Whittle. He plays Lincoln on The 100. That's he. I think he would do a good job as Wolverine, and he's about the right age. like He's about 40-ish that he could they could fit him into that role for like a long time. And he was, he was dark and he was kind of like brooding. And I think he'd do a good job. I'm going to look him up yeah. so I can see who he is. Look at that up, Brody. The hundred. And what was his name? He played Lincoln. Now right there. Oh yeah. 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 I could see that. Yeah. I could too. Now, for my next one, I, I talked to Nines. I don't think I talked to Buckets about this, but I think I think Nines was on board with this. Um, for Cyclops, have you, again, have you guys watched The Walking Dead at all? Uh, just, like, previews. Yeah. We're if so watch, If you watch some of the more recent ones, like, not the ones from 10 years ago, because he was just a little kid, but the kid that plays Carl on The Walking Dead, I think his name, what's his name, Chandler Riggs, 
I think he yep. would be a really good Cyclops, like just as like the kind of whiny, like the initial version of Cyclops before he toughens up and becomes a real leader. I could see that. Yeah, he does have that that look. He's got a like his later pictures. He's got a very Chris Evans look to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I could see him playing Cyclops too. Now this one, uh, Nines really hated this one, <laughs> even though she really likes the actress for Jean Grey. Um, I picked uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger <laughs> Things. <laughs> I could see that, but I have to. I have to side with buckets on. Or was it buckets? He said didn't like it. No, Nines didn't like Nines. It. I'd have to side with Nines on this one. I I'm not a fan of hers. You don't like Millie Bobby Brown? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Nope, not a fan. Oh. And I've uh, watched officially about two episodes of Stranger Things. Oh, that's such a good show. I know. Everybody tells me that they're like, dude, you're such a nerd. You'd probably really like it. And I'm like, ah, I just, I, I don't know. Everybody says, well, you know, get a couple episodes into it, and then it picks up, and I can't make it past the second one. It seems like. And then the the only other one, I have a couple other actors that are kind of obscure for the other characters, but the only other actor for Magneto. Okay. I want either Matthew Fox, which this was the one that was a little bit of a reach for for um for nines. Matthew Fox, who played Jack on Lost mm-hmm. to be Magneto, or I think this is my favorite, is uh Ian Glenn from game of thrones you didn't watch much of game of thrones did you no but mcclunky's pulling him up right now here to see he plays sir jorah mormont on game of thrones oh Oh, he's the dude from titans that plays bruce wayne too yeah oh yeah 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 he would be a good magneto the only thing the only thing that doesn't work with him as magneto is if you stay with james mcavoy as professor x then ian glenn is way too old to be magneto correct (laughs) correct well, and I mean, I didn't mind uh, what's his nuts, uh, Magneto. Uh, Ian McKellen. No, not Ian McKellen. The other guy, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, Fassbender. Oh, Fassbender was. I thought he was great as Magneto. Yeah, see, and you could almost do the same thing with him mm-hmm. that you do with you know McAvoy as Professor X. The only problem with Fassbender is I think he's maybe getting to be a little bit too big of a name to cast like you you kind of want to stay away from big name actors that you're not going to be able to bring back easily Mm -hmm. because like that's the thing with um hugh jackman and jennifer lawrence like playing mystique and wolverine like they're they're almost too big to play these roles now yeah they want too much money too yeah so well interesting yeah that would be interesting to see who they do cast in these so you have some good choices yeah, plus I'm a nerd and I have nothing else to think about. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well, cool. You got anything to add to that, McClunky? No, I'm just looking up. He's just re- researching now. You've you sparked D- his created a creative teams mind like, here. This is from an article about different teams that they would want to see. Yeah, there's so many good, like so many different uh, good uh, eras of X Men. Like you can pick that original squad with Cyclops and Jean Grey or, you know, the ultra popular one, like in the nineties with Wolverine and, and Colossus and all them. Um, there's so many good ones. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Nicely done. Yeah. I think we got a lot in this episode. <laughs> I think so too. So I feel like uh, we're going to need some downtime here now to think a little bit more about this X-Men stuff too. Cause you you got a lot of good actors. For me, it's tough to think of anybody just because I can't, like I said, I can't visualize them in it yet. Well, like I, I was really bored last week and I had a lot of downtime, so I did a lot of research. <laughs> well, and and I I mean it goes back to even pre, you know, Batman, like when they announced that Robert Pattinson was playing Batman, I struggled to actually see it, you know. And I was one of those ones at the beginning was like, This is a horrible casting, and then the movie comes out and I'm like, he did a really good job. Like he's totally <laughs> Batman. And with the Wolverine thing, like, I'm not opposed to that Taron Edgerton playing Wolverine. I think he'd do a decent job, too. I don't know if you guys have seen the Kingsman movies, but I yeah. think he'd be okay. Yeah, I think he'd be really good. So, well, cool. All right. Well, I've got nothing else for this episode. I'm, I feel like I'm we, a, we've I'm covered a lot. Too. I think I need a nap. 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. Uh, like Joe had said uh, when we came back from the break, uh, like our page, share our post uh, when this podcast comes out, and you get yourself entered in a drawing for three months free of Disney+. Plus. And uh, always go back and check out our previous episodes because we're we're hilarious and we got tons of great ideas. Yeah, and we're yeah. we're a, a cornucopia of nerdy goodness. That's right. That's right. So you can McClunky. fit cornucopia into your daily life. You try to do it. <laughs> <laughs> McClunky, what do you got to say? Uh, avoid the 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 Transformers variant. <laughs> <laughs> the unicorn. The unicorn variant. The unicorn. Yeah. Wash your hands. Oh, yeah. Wash your hands. Uh, Don't pick your nose. Don't cough on people. Yeah, that's just that's just something else, man. And remember to shower regularly. Yeah, shower regularly. (laughs) Yeah. Remember to use the bathroom. Use the bathroom. Use the bathroom. Yep. So really really words to live by here from nerds and beer yeah, I'm some yes so all right well thanks everybody for listening and uh i'm the words of wisdom in the household you are man you're the words of wisdom in life <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right if you have anything that you want us to talk about or anything you want us to discuss you let us know we'll be more than happy to talk about it so all right well from all of us here at nerds and beer Have a great night. Stay nerdy.